The Dental Brief is brought to you by Omni Premier Marketing and the amazing guests who bring wisdom and advice that you can put to use to take your business and practices to the next level. Find us on Facebook and join the conversation. Get ready to grow because we are kicking off the next episode in three, two, one. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode. I am so excited to have with our guest. I'm, I'm always thrilled when a doctor takes the time to come on and share with other doctors and help other doctors better their practices, better their lives. Dr. Jill Wade, say hello to everyone. Hello. How are you today? I'm fantastic. Recording from the home, which I'm starting to get more used to and starting to like more and more. <laughs> Dr. Wade, I need to start the question. You, you've got a lot of uh, things going on. It's amazing what you're doing. We're going to talk about that. But first, I want to start with the question I always ask everyone. How did you become a dentist? How did you get involved in dentistry? Oh, wow. I was one of the lucky few that very early on in my life, I was very self-aware that I wanted to be in medicine and, and serve patients and help others. I can even remember that back as to like a freshman in high school when I was in college. Um that's where I was headed. I was in biomedical science. And that was just for me to try to help myself create a job so that while I was in medical school, I could, you know, eat <laughs> something like that. Yeah. And um, somebody just happened to say, Hey, you're really, really good at like small detailed things. You like to paint, you like to pay attention to small details. And uh, why don't you do dentistry? And I was like, you know what? You're right. I should. And it just so happened that the DAT test was like in a couple of weeks. I just decided to take it and uh, see how I did on it kind of as practice. And I did pretty good. And then I decided to put my application in to the three dental schools at the time in Texas just for practice. And guess what? I got some interviews. And the next thing I know, I was accepted to all three and had to make a big choice and chose at the time Mother Baylor, which is now Texas A&M. And it has been a fabulous career for me. I love it. I'm passionate about it when I got started and I'm still passionate about it today, 27 years later. So I yeah. love it. So you've spent, I know I've read a bunch about you. I know that you've spent a lot of your career focused in on cosmetics, focused in on more high ticket type dentistry. Not just the typical uh, drill and fill and now you're helping um, other dentists so tell me during your career what do you think set you apart from the other dentists in your area what what helped you stand out and what enabled you to have the type of career that that you did that is a great question i get asked that actually quite a bit and i was truly blessed. At the time I was in dental school, back in the good old days, all of the dental schools actually housed all of the continuing education for doctors who were already out and practicing. It wasn't in yet their own, like their own facilities across the country. They were actually had to be based in the dental schools. And so I was in an AEGD program at Baylor that was very, very good. And their continuing education was amazing. So I got to be one of the residents in that program. And over that year, I received probably an extra 150 hours of continuing education that doctors were paying for these long weekend courses on cosmetics and occlusion and just, you know, comprehensive dentistry and the business of dentistry. And I was able as a resident to help with those, but also learn at the same time that these 
you know, people were out 15 years plus. And so I just really got an exposure to that level of dentistry very early on in my career. And I didn't know any better to think that I couldn't do it too. And so just went out there and started practicing that way right off the bat. It's a really big difference when you believe that you can start a practice from scratch and never have to be on an insurance plan and be a preferred provider. And so I never created a business that way. And so it has just, for me, it has worked out really, really well. And it kind of accelerated, I would say, my practice by about 15 to 20 years right off the bat. That's awesome. And I know that you you share with so many people and that you help so many people. You started the DDS boardroom.com. I'll encourage our audience to, to check that out. But I know the subject of today's show, challenges that people are having when it comes to money in their practices. So what are some of the things that in what you're focused on or one of your focuses now, what are some of the challenges and issues that you see dentists having that you have solutions for? I would say that over the years, myself and just over time at at different, you know, times of our lives, different seasons of our practice, the biggest issue I see and hear about is cash flow, cash flow, cash flow, cash flow. You can do great one month and you think you are high on the hog. You're so excited. You got your team pumped up. And then the next month you would love to take a vacation with your family. So you do. And then all of a sudden you look up at the end of the month and you're like, oh, you know, cash flow wise, what happened? I thought we were on a roll. And what we just haven't done a good job is understanding cash flow, understanding right. how to manage that and how to actually think ahead for cash flow issues rather than be reactive. Right. Uh, I don't know about you, Patrick, but I'm sure a ton of your listeners were super affected by the pandemic. I know we were in Texas. We were shut down for almost three months. It was devastating. It was devastating to our cash flow. And it's taken many of us a very long time to get caught back up from from those days. And, And hopefully everybody has by now, but it's still in the back of our heads that that could happen to us again. And, and honestly, when I had a little bit of time off during, during the pandemic, I was like, I, was determined to figure out a way how never to let that happen to me again. Right. And so when I got mad about it, honestly, is when I started seeking out other solutions. And I really realized that I needed to diversify myself even more than I already was. Because if you put all your eggs in one basket, then guess what you get when the basket is either empty or it falls and breaks. You got nothing to fall back on. And so part of my philosophy is to make sure that, first of all, that the doctors really understand their own business and they understand their own numbers but then also how to start a strategy looking forward to diversify. And when I say diversify, I'm also talking about creating a strategy that leaves them a legacy down the road as well, both right. in their family and in their business. You know, you, you brought up COVID and I know some practices that immediately when it happened, started making phone calls to their vendors and saying, Hey, we can't pay anybody. They laid off their teams immediately, like literally, it was, it seemed like a half a day decision and they laid off their team members because of cash flow, right? They didn't have the, the cash sitting around and they didn't have cash coming in to pay them. And then I, the opposite was true as well. There's some practices that kept their staff, didn't lay off anybody 
had a number, hey, we can keep you on board for six months or for a year. You're safe for that period of time. This is when we had no idea what was going to happen. This was before we had government programs and all of that, right? When it was like, when you, in almost, I think, every business owner on the planet wondered like, hey, am I going to be eating from a trash can in a year? Is my family going to be eating? We had no idea. We had no, like, scary. But there's some that had the cash and they were able to pay their teams and they never lost team members. In fact, those are the places everybody wants to work right now. So that's just one benefit of having a significant amount of cash and cash flow and cash are two different things. I want to make that, that I want to differentiate that. I'm, I'm sure that you do too. So let's, let's ask this question. What's the number one thing that you can do today to increase your cash flow? What is the number one thing that you can well, if it's to increase your cash flow, then obviously we've got to increase your EBITDA or what your profitability is in the practice. And right. here's what I want to say about that is everybody needs to understand there is a difference between increasing your production in your practice and increasing your profitability in the right. practice. You've got to know your numbers. You've got to know what are you writing off. You've got to know how much is uh, your third-party financing costing you. How much is your credit card, you know, percentage is costing you? Um, where are the leaks or where are the holes in your practice? Are you doing good on AR? Are you being efficient on your claims? All those things. This sounds very much like dental consulting, doesn't it? it and does. so I'm a true believer in making sure that if you don't have your systems in place, then you need a great, you know, help. Uh, coach, mentor, teachers, you know, consultants, whatever that means to get your systems in place. That is not necessarily me, although I totally understand it. And I totally believe in that and continual coaching for that, but you got to get your systems in place and you got to get your numbers. So I can certainly do an overview and, and help people look at that and be sure that those things are uh, getting in place so there's an answer for that. But the, the important thing I think is that you eventually have to realize that yes, you're a dentist and I know most dentists really just want to be dentists. They want to be in the back, they want to be in the clinic, they love what they do, they love doing the dentistry, doing that on patients and, and having relationships with their patients. And they don't always love the business of the business of dentistry. And here's what I'm going to say about that. If you really want to get your cash flow under control and have a very peaceful life to be able to create that lifestyle that you're looking for, you've got to also embrace being a CEO and bringing the ability of knowing more about the business of dentistry into your life. And that's not what we're taught at dental school. And a lot of us didn't even pre, you know, dentistry have those kinds of classes or mentors that teach us about that. And it's really funny, Patrick, like I can't tell you how taboo it is to talk about money. Right. Like it's crazy. We will sit and do study clubs all day long on every service you can imagine in dentistry. And we love it. But you ask people to try to sit together in a room and actually talk about money all together. It is like crickets, like nobody wants to talk about it. And it's probably one of the most important things that we can do to decrease the stress among dentists is finding solutions for their cash flow issues. Right. Now, here's a a common, I think, a common thought. I think it's a, a thought happens way more than people say it and people say it a lot. Hey, consultants just want to get their hands in my pocket. True. 
That's a true statement. Consultants do want to make an income, right? So they do want to get paid for their services. So there is some truth to that. However, there's a huge benefit that, that goes with working with other people on that C-level. So if we talk about C-level for a minute, if you mentioned CEO, most dentists are the CEO of their business, but typical companies that have CEOs also have CTOs, they have COOs, they have CFOs, CDOs. I mean, there's a lot that being added, right? Because there's so many things that you need to know to run a business today. I am in a mastermind group that I pay to play, right? So I, I pay a significant $90,000 a year plus additional travel expenses and what have you to be a part of because it brings those other C-level people into my sphere, into my reach every single day. And that's what a consultant can do. It actually can save you a ton of money because you're not going through the pain of learning the hard way, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So. Learning the hard way is what I call expensive mistakes. Yeah. You, expensive you won't forget mistakes. it. I will, I will say when you learn the easy way, you often forget it, right? Yeah. Which is kind of why you need someone to constantly help you with that. When you learn the hard way, it, it's, it's really, really painful. It's a lot less painful than, than paying someone every single month to help you with this, to bring this knowledge at your fingertips every day. Let's shift gears a little bit and talk about the progressive, your website, progressivefinances.com, right? Yeah. So now you're helping dentists with their finances. Tell us a little bit about that and what you're doing there. Sure. Well, here's the deal. I, I'd love to tell you that I'm, I have all the answers. I do not. I, I am a dentist. I am you. I, I am them, right? And what I have found is solutions that I wish were available to me 15, 20 years ago. And what I've been looking for or searching for when I couldn't find it, guess what I did? Then I built it. That's just kind of who I am. And one of the things that I have some great financial advisors, I have had some great accountants, and yet I didn't seem to be getting outside of the box thinking answers, only traditional 401k answers, only traditional tax strategies for reducing taxes and things like that. And so I was looking for some of the outside of the box thinking. I was a single mom for 10 years, Patrick. And all that time, all I was trying to do was like make up for not having a secondary income in my family. And I sure. worked and I worked harder and I spent more time and I was the hamster on the wheel. After that fact, when I started to learn some of these other you know, opportunities and situations, I was so angry because the answers were already there in right. front of me. I just didn't know them at the time. Some different right. tax strategies that I could have been using right then. And guess what? I wouldn't have had to work harder. I was already producing and being profitable enough. I just wasn't making good use of my money after the fact. And so right. those are the types of concepts that we talk about in progressive finance. And a lot of it is, is, setting ourselves up in a boardroom type of setting where we can sit down across the table and have these kind of conversations. Again, I don't pretend to know everything, but I do have amazing teams put together just like we do in dentistry. We have specialists that we, we bring in, right? So you don't have to be perfect at it all, but you do need to know where you need some help and bring specialists in. And that's what we do is we bring different specialists in different ways to open our minds to different ways of thinking. One of my biggest 
you know, cash flow solutions, if you want to say, was understanding what whole life policies do for us and and their cash value that you can set inside of there and let your money work for you two, three times while it's also building on a life insurance policy. This is called infinite banking, acting like your own bank. And nobody had ever told me this was an option. And once I began to learn about this and utilize it, it has been a super way for me for one thing in particular, and that's been cash flow. It right. has taken and given me a peace of mind that I had never had before. Yeah, makes sense to me. Talking about mm-hmm. insurance just for a little bit on that sort of thing, mm-hmm. it's something that I also recommend in all areas. Understand it. Understand mm-hmm. what you're getting, what's, what's being covered, how it can help you, how it can be used yes. as a tool, how it can be mm-hmm. used as a retirement tool, and then to also protect your business assets. <clears throat> right? If you have a, a lot of people, a lot of dentists think, oh, I'm going to sell my business and this is going to produce a couple million dollars and this couple million dollars, my family's going to be able to live off of, et cetera. And sometimes you, you don't make it there. You don't. And, yeah. and I never had a lot of people talk to me about trust. And there's a a huge asset protection by creating trust and putting your business and all of your assets in the trust where Jill Wade actually no longer owns things, but the trust does. Again, asset protection, tax reduction strategy, all all these little secrets, all these little parts and pieces really add up to a great plan and strategy for long-term success. Yeah. So let me ask you this question. You know, I, I'm believing in, we live in an abundant um, oh, society, right? And I'm always want to make sure that people find the right fit for them. If somebody's trying to find help, um, I want to encourage them to check out your website again, progressivefinances.com. But also, Jill, you're not the only one out there, as you know. How do you find someone that's right to help you navigate these very uh, difficult waters? So, Money is a, a, a funny thing, like I said. Some people don't like to talk about it at all. It's kind of taboo. But you also have to realize yeah. that sometimes your concepts or your your thought processes about money come from your attachment theories of where your parents and what their ideas about money were. And yeah. so not everybody who is out there is going to be the right fit for you because the right fit for you also has to do with how you were raised and how you how you think about money. And so I think the biggest thing is before you make any decisions on who to work on, it's, it's going to take you some time to actually listen to people and follow them. If they do have podcasts or if they do have websites, talk to them on the phone and interview them. Because for me, what I think the most important thing on is that you agree with their philosophy. Sure. If you can agree with their philosophy and you see it working for you, then that's the right group for you. Right. Yeah. And, you know, and I think up- people, it's not just one. I, th- I think I want to say that too. I, I don't feel again, like one person has all the answers. I think right. it's very much like dentistry where we have a team of specialists who all are very good at their specialty. And then you are kind of the orchestrator as the general dentist, let's say you are the orchestrator and you are able to design the plan that's right for you. Yeah. Yeah. We're different ages. We have different, you know, family commitments. We want different things. We want to retire at different times. Some of us want boats and cars. Others of us want to travel. So nobody is, it's not a one size fits all. Right. Yep. hundred percent. I want to encourage our audience one more time. Check out 
both of your websites. Check out ddsboardroom.com and then also be sure to check out progressivefinances.com. Dr. Wade, I want to thank you. Love it when dentists come on and share. I love it when through their own uh, trials and challenges, they've learned to gather some knowledge and wisdom that they share with others. And I want to just, again, thank you so much for doing that and come back on. We want to have you soon. You're so welcome. Thank you, Patrick, for having me today.